We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, everyone, welcome back to uh, episode 13 of the Cole Swider Show featuring me, Patty Casey. Um, today is Wednesday, December 14th. We're recording this Eastern nighttime, about evening time in the Pacific. Giant week for the Swider Show as Cole Swider is back. So, back man, back. Thank you. Yep, yep. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Cole, how you feeling? I feel good, man. I'm back finally. Obviously, it's been a long eight weeks not not being able to play, but these past past couple weeks of just working out, training to get back, uh, finally got into full court practice and full court conditioning and everything like that. So I'm excited, man. Obviously, uh, I'm gonna start off with the with the South Bay Lakers and then try to just work my way back up to the NBA Lakers and. Um, I'm excited, man. Obviously, Lakers are starting to hit a stride a little bit. Obviously, contending with yep. some of the top teams in the league. So, I'm excited. I think I, I, think I can be useful up there, and, and hopefully I'm back up there soon. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll get into last night when we're recording this. Last night was the Celtics game, which I'm sure a lot of people tuned into on TNT, which is maybe the most wild game. Actually, I mean, we've got a Lakers recap coming up a little later, but in the last week there's been two absolutely wild games between the Philly game and the Boston game and the Bucks but, game I um, mean it's just been yeah we just yeah, yeah we recapped that last episode but it's like yeah just the Lakers right now are just must see TV on on uh, all fronts and when you're when you're back up there it'll be even more so yeah, yeah but exactly. um for the loyal Cole Swider fans that that tune into the pod the day that you're listening to this Thursday the 15th the original plan was Swider play tonight the 14th, but his debut will be tomorrow night on ESPN Plus against the Ontario Clippers. Um, so yeah, you can tune in on ESPN Plus. That's that's the Ontario in California, not the one in Canada. Yep. For those wondering, yep. yep. Yeah, it's about an hour away, so we, we actually play tonight. We're gonna go, go out there tomorrow or t- tonight, and mm-hmm. then stay over the night, and then just get right into the game. So I'm excited. Obviously. Uh, Two playing as two really good teams. I mean, James Wiseman's playing for the Santa Cruz Warriors tonight. Um, right. And then, yeah, man, it's, it's, we'll have a good schedule. Ontario has like five or six guys who, who have played in the NBA or, or 
are on the Clippers roster. They have a bunch of assignment guys, so I'm excited. It'll be a good test. Yeah, it's good. We're obviously all excited for you to, to get back. Um, is there kind of like close the loop on the rehab process that thankfully it's 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 over now, Swider. The last like eight weeks, like you said, we've been kind of recapping how you've been going or been doing like as far as getting back on the court. But now that you're back on the court, is there um, there's like a ramp up as you've you've outlined? But what's the feedback like when you're like what do you what do you kind of what are your expectations going into your first game? being back yeah for me it's all about just getting my rhythm back i, I think as a shooter mm-hmm. as, a, as a scorer um it i think the biggest thing that, that that you try and get back is your rhythm and the only way you can do that is getting in games and if you're a basketball player you know game shape's totally different than practice shape or, or working out like it's, it's just a totally different thing so i think i think for me it's all about just getting back in rhythm getting back in game shape um just playing with my teammates i mean it's gonna be my first time playing with them so there's gonna be a little bit of adjustment period obviously uh, being a two-way, you know what I mean? You're, 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 like, your goal is to get ramped up and, and be back with the Lakers squad. But at the end of the day, I'm just excited right. to get back out there. I'm excited to play with these guys. I think we have a great G League team, a, guy, uh, a team that's obviously been good without me, and I'm just trying to add value in any way I can just so we could uh, continue the momentum going into the G League Showcase, which I don't know if you know this, Patty, but the G League Showcase, the top eight yeah. teams play for $100,000. So, yep. so we'll, we'll be competing for that. Um, sadly, it's a big check. Yeah, sadly, the two ways and the assignment players don't don't get that money if we win. <laughs> yeah. But I'll be I'll, I'll be tough. fighting for my teammates. I'll be fighting for my teammates. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was actually going to ask you about that. Do you want to just like do a little recap of what the G League Showcase kind of is? How? Yeah. Because I think a lot of NBA fans know that um, there's that midseason tournament that they're trying to implement in coming years. So, is that sort of similar to what the G League Showcase is like? Well, one thing about the G League is that it's they try out all the rules in the G League before they bring it up to the NBA, right? right. So the, mm-hmm. the, the first thing that they tried to install was the in-game replays. And obviously we see that more and more in the college level and the NBA level, like the amount of stoppages there are in the last two minutes of, yeah. of reviewing people, people every love single play. That. Every yeah. single play. So they have the yeah. challenge calls, they have all these different things. And that was initially started in the G League. Another rule that, that they started in the G League um, – was one shot, so one foul shot for two points instead of shooting both foul shots. So if anyone watches the G League, they know that when you go to the line, you're only shooting one one shot for two points instead of shooting both the foul shots. I don't think that would ever get to the NBA because nah. all the analytics and percentages and everything like that, but it, de- it definitely does speed up the game a little bit. Um, an- another mm-hmm. rule that they're trying out this year is the Elam ending. So when, when, we, when you go into overtime now in the G League, it's just like plus seven or whatever the score is. So yeah. we had a we had an elementum game the other night when Scotty hit the game winner. So that was yeah. that was that was sick. Um, that's obviously obviously started in the TBT, and then um, they also did that. Uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but they've done that in the um, well something similar with the All Star game in the last two years. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like you add like the the target points and then first first person to get it. Yeah, it's exactly. Fun to watch. It's 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 like weird though. Like remember. Uh, I think it was two years ago. LeBron, like they were, they needed a three to win, and he just shot like a forty-five footer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there would definitely be a lot of that going on. Like it's very fun. It's like such a unique viewing experience because it's different than any basketball game you've ever watched. And every shot matters. Every shot's like a game winner at that point because it's, there's so much yeah. pressure behind it. So yeah, that that's obviously a a great rule. And then this is kind of like that midseason tournament that they're, that they're trying to find out. 
And I, I think the biggest thing I asked, so we had our rookie transition program. I asked Adam Silver, I was like, would that be more of a, because to Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, like they're not worried mm-hmm. about the midseason tournament, right? Like them winning $100,000 isn't the end all be all. So I asked him, I was like, would that be more of a showcase for guys like, like the rookies and the two ways to, to make a little yeah, bit extra money? Right. Or would that be, and, and I, I think his idea was just, uh, to have more meaning for these regular season games, right? So, right. Uh, I think overall, just each rule that they're trying to pass, they, they test it out in the G League, and I mean, I'm excited for this G League showcase. Also, it's it's a great event for the G League players because all 30 NBA teams are there, all all the GMs, the scouts, yeah. and in the NBA, everyone knows you're constantly playing for your next job. So, uh, right. I think it's just, I think it's just a good just a good experience, and obviously, just great to great to play against to play against and in front of all these NBA GMs. Right. It seems like from the information that I've collected and, like, talking to you about it, it's probably pretty relatable for a lot of basketball players that listen where it's basically just, like, a big AAU tournament, but the stakes are way higher. Like, you're just constantly getting evaluated. Um, And, yeah, I mean, we've talked to Devin and Scotty about being in the G League, but, um, yeah, it's, like, a unique position to be in. It's pretty cool that they do that. It's it's a good time of the year to do it, too, because I feel like a lot of NBA GMs have time to, you know, evaluate for that three or four days and then identify where this is also the time of the year where it's like all right we're 30 games in we might need one of these guys to actually help us with the next couple of months you know what i mean well especially if a guy goes down an injury a guy goes a, a guy's going through yeah. something or, or, or a team just needs like an extra player the 10-day contract starts january 15th so this is a great time to evaluate those guys and see which guys are, could be on your target list or create a right. list of guys that if a guy does go down who fits your roster uh who who could come in and help um, who's who's a guy who who could fit, fit the end of our rotation in, in in a time where we don't have all of our players? So I think it's just a right. great time to evaluate. So yeah, like you said, it's like a big AU tournament July. It's pretty much like the July evaluation period. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're seeing all the coaches there, except yours is our, our NBA GM. So yeah, um, yeah. But quick shout out to the the South Bay Lakers. You guys are currently nine and four. You're playing well right now. Yeah, we're um, playing well. We we just had a seven game win streak. Yeah, for our Former guest, friends of the pod, Scotty's averaging twenty three and five. Devin, since he joined the podcast, had twenty nine, sixteen, ten, and sixteen. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a coincidence. That might be more motivation for guys to come on the Swider Show and and then play some some good ball. But he's been killing it since. So yeah, I think no. we're going to take credit for that. Oh, <laughs> without a doubt. But 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 Devin's yeah. just one thing about Devin is that he just stuck to the process the whole entire time. He was having a little bit of shooting struggles, and he he talked about how. Um, it's the worst shooting s- stretch of his life, but we we all have those times, and he just stuck to the oh, process, yeah. and he's been playing really mm-hmm. well now. I mean, he had a great game last game, even though we didn't win, um, but he's been the driving force, the leader of the team since mm-hmm. since uh, the beginning of the season. So he's been a, he's been a great addition, even though he he wasn't making shots for a certain amount of time. Yeah, he's just one of those guys. I've talked to him for forty five minutes. He, his DNA is just like leadership. Like he's very oh. easy to. I don't know. He, he leads by example. You can tell his voice like carries more weight than. Than most people you meet in your life, so. I mean, he's just uh, so yeah, he's so articulate. He's he's so articulate, yeah. <laughs> like means every word he says, and and truly exactly. truly cares about other guys' success, and that's that's rare. Right. That's that's rare, especially in our society today. Mm-hmm. Um, Swire, speaking of, you know, former guests, of the G League, Scotty Pippen Jr., you were at the Sierra Canyon Christ the King game, which had a lot of hype, well deserved hype. 
I stayed up 11.30 East Coast to watch the whole game. And uh, I was, like, texting you randomly throughout the day, as we do. And then I'm like, oh, I think I said something like, oh, Bronny just, like, like made a good move or something. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm sitting right next to Carmelo. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally two seconds later, they showed that, that row. It's Carmelo Anthony, Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen Jr., Cole Swider. I was like, let's go. But, yeah, I was, yeah, def- I was definitely the, that experience. I was definitely the lowest caliber guy there. Oh but no, come on! It was don't, uh, don't, don't sell yourself short. It's only a matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a great experience though. Obviously, sitting next to Melo, it was funny. I, I had no idea I was going to sit next to Melo, and then as soon as I got there, we were just talking Syracuse, and he was watching the game. It, it was uh, the day of the game when we played. Uh, who were we playing? Mammoth. Uh, Mammoth, yeah. So he, yeah. he said he said he was watching the game. He he was happy with the win and. Uh, he's Syracuse through and through. I asked him a little bit about, we, we talked about this on the podcast already, but him going back to Syracuse, putting his arm up and, and being at the football game, I, he was just saying, yeah. like, I was like, that that was unbelievable. He's like, yeah, Syracuse is my spot, man. Syracuse is my spot. I mean, literally, the our practice awesome. facility is named after him. So, uh, yeah, the, the, center. the amount of love that he, just, that he has at Syracuse is just unreal. He just means so much to, like, the entire university. Not even just the basketball program. It's like he he is Syracuse in a lot of ways. Like there's a handful of guys that are like that from the program, but but it's unreal. We talked about this before. It's like the one year he was there and the, and the impact. And oh the, my god! And the pride. Yeah. Like he he was literally there for six months, and, and you would think like and when, when you walk around campus, there's more Carmelo Anthony jerseys than there are any other jerseys, and then G Max probably second. Mm-hmm. But like it's just unbelievable to to have that connection with him and and just be like he he said the other day. He's like I. Uh, I brought up the Hakeem Warwick and Jerry McNamara uh, that they're going to get their jerseys retired. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah what did you say on, about that? He said he planned on, on being there. So just like that. No way. Yeah. So so that so that it's love awesome. that that he has for the university and obviously he he uh, more than anybody I think just has that 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 love affair. I mean, he has that love for Syracuse and the, the fans obviously have it for him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just like so. That's sweet that he's gonna be there. I'm gonna be in the house too. Not that anyone cares, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be amazing. That Speak- whole event was just like very cool, though. I, oh, I, for I sure. Thought, like ESPN did a good job. Like they were showing LeBron every other play as they should. But they're doing a lot of like flashbacks to 20 years before when Carmelo and LeBron played each other. Now like Bronny and Kyan were playing each other. It's like this Unreal. is fucking sweet. Yeah. Unreal. I got so many texts from people like. Like, oh, you're big time now. Like, even my junior yeah. coach, Miles Simon, you know what I mean? He's like, really? Hey, he's like, not too shabby, huh? Sitting courtside, Kardashians yeah. down the sideline, sitting next to Melo. Okay. Yeah, wait, <laughs> what, what, what was that like? Like, with the celeb scene? It was it was crazy, and I didn't even know the Kardashians were there until uh, one one of Scotty's friends came over. We were talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, like so." One of Scotty's friends, uh, his dad is a big time music producer, so so he had course size seats too, and uh, he was just telling me all the all the celebrities that were down there too. I mean, obviously Melo's Melo's ex wife uh, is best friends with the Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians, so like that's why that's right. why they were there. Um, but yeah, man, it, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a great experience. Um, and just seeing everyone there, I mean, like, Braun was getting hounded, so I didn't want to go up to Braun and and just right. be another another guy. But yeah, he, I saw him the next day. He was like, yeah, that game was that game was crazy. So I mean, it was it was definitely a, a great experience, and, and there's a lot of history in that gym. Yeah, it was a, it was a star-studded cast there. Also, the, the game was was good too. It's just like such a high level of basketball for high school. For high Ronnie's school, definitely. Like, yeah, like 
He's gotten so much better in the last three years. Like that uh, lefty layup he had in transition was awesome. He oh, was he, so athletic. Yeah, he, he, he also he's defends really well, too. Great on-ball defender. Um, just just mm-hmm. a pest on the court. That, like, like, he affects the game in so many other ways besides scoring. He's a great shooter. Um, and he obviously has great IQ coming from <laughs> yeah, the highest so. IQ basketball player of all time. Yeah, the genes are there, too. So, Yeah, any of those guys that you were with that entire day, open invite on the pot for me. Personally, so. <laughs> but um, one one quick before we move on, I, I needed to shout out this uh, Bill Koch. Yeah, Bill Koch. Koch. Yep. Koch. <laughs> yep. Koch. Tweet uh, during the game, they showed it was like a it was that picture that uh, our account at Swatter Show on Twitter. Go follow it. Retweeted, but uh, it was like Mellow, then you, then the Pippins. And Bill Koch tweeted out, Cole Swatter in the front row at the Sierra Canyon Christ the King game on ESPN2. Sitting with the Syracuse connection, dot, dot, Carmelo Anthony, whose son, Cayenne, is playing for the Royals, which is Christ the King. This is a long way from Portsmouth. <laughs> I love that tweet so much. And but you know, it is true. I mean, like, do, do, do you, when you walk in that gym, do you think of that, like how far you've kind of come? Because that's one of those moments where it's not like you're playing and you have to focus, but you're like, holy shit, this is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy, man. Like just being, like, I just try and like just live in the moment a lot. Just try and realize like, right. like I'm just a kid from Portsmouth. And you know, what's even crazy mm-hmm. is that, uh, one of my high school teammates from Portsmouth high school, my freshman year, he was a junior at the time. He's an assistant coach for Christ the King. So, oh, really? so I was talking to him pregame. One of my old high school coaches, Alex Simeone, he texted me and was like, how crazy was he just talking to Sean in front of like the, like in that, in that atmosphere. Right. Like it's just. Yeah. He was a manager at St. John's, and, and now he's assistant coach for Christ the King. And they, they were just in, they were just overseas. I think they were in England last, yeah. last week. And they play in London, yeah. Yeah, London, London. They were in London last week, and and now they're in California. They're going to Missouri. Like it's just, they they that's a high level of high school basketball that they're playing. But I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's unreal, like a, man. It's it's a global schedule. Um, but, yeah, I was watching that game, and obviously with me living in New York now, I texted my older brother, like, right away. I was like, we should just go to a Christ the King game. Like, <laughs> we should definitely go to one of these league games. It's way better than, like, anything else you'll watch. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I guess moving on here, we sort of we recapped it at the start, but um, the big club, the Lakers, playing pretty well right now. I think on the surface, um, people will say, I mean, you guys were, what, 8-2, and two, and then, You've lost four of the last five, but there's definitely a lot of positives in the last five games. Um, you know, even though you lost four of them on the schedule. Well, you, you think about it. I mean, one one of those games it was out without all of our players, or at least our star players. Toronto, LeBron. yeah, yeah. Uh, you said Lebronto? No, I said Toronto, but it is Lebronto. Yeah, yeah it is Lebronto. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously that was one of the games, and then two of the games. We have our best player at the free throw line. Yeah. So so it's like you give yourself an opportunity. Austin Reeves, yeah. Yeah, Austin Reeves, no. friend, of, friend of the pod. <laughs> but yep. but we have AD, who's been the best player in the NBA for the past 
two mo- or for the past month at the line right. with opportunities to win the game, and that's all you can do. You just put yourself in position to win. So, I mean, people are talking a lot differently about the team if, if, if they pull out those two games. And two teams that have championship aspirations as well. The Sixers, who yeah. have championship aspirations, and obviously the Celtics, who are, are the best team in the NBA right now. So, obviously, they didn't have mm-hmm. Al Horford, um, but they're still a great team. And, and you could just tell. I mean, they, they went down 13. Adam Lewis, big fan of the Celtics on, on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, they, go down thir- yeah. they go down 13, and uh, they, just, they just keep on playing the way they, they play. Keep on doing, keep on executing, and then they make huge shots down the stretch. And that's right. the team that's been, that's been together, been in big games. And LeBron talked about it last night in the post game press conference. Just we we like that unit that was together at the end of the game. Like we, they've never played at the end of the game together. So it's, yeah. it's all learning. It's all a learning process. And I think mm-hmm. we've definitely grown throughout the season. Hundred um, percent. Get we getting better. Yeah. Um. That Cleveland game, too, like, AD left real early, and then he missed the next game, so he was, like, on a tear, and then I feel like on Twitter and shit, there was, like, kind of like, oh, like, he might regress a little bit, he might be getting hurt, like, people give him shit for getting hurt, and then in the three games since, he's averaging 34 and 13, so <laughs> kind of just put those to rest pretty quickly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's, he's been unbelievable, man. And mm-hmm. I, I just the think, like... are definitely kind of falling into place, though, like... Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, is Russ has just, like, reinvented himself into this. Like, he's playing the six-man role perfectly, but the reason he's doing it is he comes in the game and the pace of the game just completely changes towards how he plays. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think you guys are second in pace when he's in the game, and, like, AD and him have such a good two-man game going now, so it's like, I don't know. You guys just look very good right now, I think. Yeah, I, I think overall just Russ... So I, I saw a graphic this morning about about LeBron and, and how he's kind of changed his game throughout the years. It's, it went through his first three seasons in the NBA compared to his last two seasons, and the shot yeah. chart is just totally different. How he's how he's changed yeah. his game, adapted to the game, and I think Russ. This is this is my, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, this this is the first year where he's reinvented his game to 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 have another four or five years in the NBA, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, at least at least with our team, like he didn't fit the starting lineup as well as he did coming off the bench. And for him to come off right. the bench and reinvent himself, it, it's created another, probably another three or four year deal for him. Maybe not making a max contract, but making a lot of money. And by him reinventing right. himself in this way and being adaptable and doing all these things, it's only made him more marketable to teams. So uh, I think overall, this, Russ has been great to me. Uh, he's, he comes into work every single day, works hard, does all the right things. And it's just great to see him just playing with a, just playing happily. You know what I mean? He just, Mm-hmm. With all the scrutiny that he gets to, to be able to do that, is just so impressive. Yeah, it's insane. Um, he definitely is like leading that second unit now, and he just looks more comfortable overall. And because of that, you guys are like a way better team. But um, yeah, the way he handles all that shit is just like insane. Yeah, but um, I think it's only a matter of time. This is not you saying this; is me saying this. I think it's only a matter of time before you're playing in those TNT games. So we're excited for that. Yes, right, Adam. Right, Jake. Give me a little nod. Yep. Hard nod. But, um, so why this, I think every week during this segment, we do 10 minutes on cues. So, I mean, the boys look good right now. Four in a row, one and oh in ACC play. We talked about the, the win in South Bend last week, but, um, yeah, I think they're just taking advantage of this, this part of the schedule and looking, you know, like we expected what they would look like preseason. 
Yeah, we, we, we talked about it earlier. I mean, this is, this is a part of the season where they got obviously got to take advantage of these games, get better. And I think this is a perfect time for Coach Beheim to, to go into the ACC play, just really figure out who his rotation is. I saw Malik play a little bit more last game. Um, we're, we're seeing more of these freshmen starting to come into their own. Um, obviously, these are the games that you need to take advantage of. And, and Monmouth put up a great fight, but at the end of the day, I thought yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe played assertive. Jesse, Jesse keeps on being dominant. Um, and obviously, it's always good to beat Georgetown, too. So uh, just the constant growth of the team is something that we're going to see throughout the season. Coach Bayham's trying to figure, starting to figure out his lineups. It's not like our team was last year, whereas we didn't have much room to, to change, right? You have 10, 11 guys in this team that can play and can you can, yeah, can contribute and, and you can go to. I thought Munir looked good in stretches. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and he, he gives a Jesse-like app, uh, he gives a Jesse-like presence in the paint that we didn't have last year, right? So, like, he, mm-hmm. Munir comes in the game, and he can block five or six shots. Uh, and then John Bowles as well. J- John's Bowles been playing great. Uh, just just give, giving the team an extra boost on the wing, right? If, if we're getting in foul trouble, if we're doing these things. Uh, like, he, he comes in and gives a veteran present, knows, knows his own really well. So, I think overall, just very excited the way the team's going, taking advantage of these games. And I think when you looked at the schedule, it's like two or three more games where – I mean, we're obviously favored to win, and we can kind of figure figure out who we are before going into mm-hmm. this, this this brutal ACC stretch. Yeah, they're sitting at seven and four right now. Um, you covered it basically all there, but I just like I was at the game on Saturday, and um, did you see Ewing's comments after the game or no about Jesse? I did not. He basically just this is Patrick Ewing speaking, head coach of of the Georgetown Hoyles, Nick Legend. Maybe, I don't know, the short list of, like, most impactful college basketball players ever. He was comparing Jesse to himself. And wow. You actually, we should post a clip of Jesse. Um, one of the reporters, like, asked, like, told him that, that Ewing said that. And he's, like, like starstruck a little bit. He's like, oh, my God, that's, like, really nice. Like, you know how Jesse is. He's the nicest kid in the entire world. But, entire world. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. Like, he's blocked, I don't know. He probably has 15 blocks on, like, corner jump shots, which I am no stranger to because he would do that to me, like, once a practice when I would try and shoot a three. But he's playing, like, the best big in the ACC right now. I, I think for Jesse's that we started to see that at the end of the year last year. And I think yeah. the, most, the most impressive part is that now he's catching the ball in the post being decisive and scoring. Like, last year, I mean, we, we saw him be effective, but – he was having a lot of wide open dunks, right? Like he was starting to yeah. come into his own, but like we, we weren't asking him to do a whole ton when he was playing really well in terms of offensively. Now he was catching the ball in the yeah. post, being patient, facing guys up, getting to the basket, getting and ones, making free throws. Still gotta, we, we still gotta work on the free throws, but <laughs> yeah. J- Jesse knows I love him. J- Jesse, just finish your shot, buddy. Um, yeah. But yeah, just overall, I, Jesse's Jesse's been playing great. He's kind, he's came into his own. He's really solidified himself. I mean, physically, he's improved. Um, and then mm-hmm. blocking shots is just so natural for him, and just to see just see his growth, see see how much better he's he's gotten over the years, and um, I'm just I'm just excited for him, excited for the team, and like you said, Joe when Joe plays confident, I think we're a really hard team to beat, and he's been oh, he's yeah. been he's been doing that lately for sure. He's 100 percent back. He's had a, a couple like Gerard shots where it's just like impossible to make, and it doesn't even flirt with the rim; it just goes straight in. I love it. I love it. I, yeah, I, I tell awesome. him. I tell him all the time, be Girardi, just be Girardi. Yeah, exactly. He gets he gets that like bounce in his step, and like I don't know, you can just tell right away when when he kind of has it going. And um, I think he listen 
for Q's fans, it's it's not the worst thing in the world to, to struggle a little bit in like not conference games because you could you could recover after a couple losses in early December. It's it's one of those things like last year we had we had a really tough schedule. There's no there's no time for us to kind of like figure ourselves out, right? Like we were constantly mm-hmm. just playing tough games. We and I think Coach Bayham will say this like we didn't really have time to develop Benny, right? Like ben, yeah. Benny, I think I think if we played some of these Mummus and some of these other teams, it, we we could have developed him a little bit more. And, and I think Bay, Coach Bayheim, being the genius he is, he learned from that and he's able to develop these freshmen through these games and and, and really see what he has. So right. I think I think overall they're doing a great job as a staff. Um, and then yeah, man, GMAC. GMAC was was the first person to text me. He was like, uh, "I see you at the game. We played like shit tonight, but uh, <laughs> but I see yeah. you right next to Melos. Tell him I said what's up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you're big time now. Like your G League coach said, it's like you turn on ESPN two and there's Swider's mug right in your face. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean the Q's, Q's basketball is looking tremendous. We also just got a reminder from Sheridan. Shout out Q soccer because. National championships don't come, don't come easy in any sports, Wire. Not at all, man. It's, uh, I'm I'm pretty close to one of the guys on the team, Colin Bios. He hit one of the the PKs, and just yeah. watch watching those PKs were just electric. The, the announcer kept saying, "He's like, this is the best way to win, but the worst way to lose." Yeah, so it just, really is. So so just watching just watching them, obviously. The, like with the World Cup going on, I think soccer's just buzzing right now. And for Syracuse to yeah, win a national championship really after, they did, after they didn't make the tournament last year, it's just one of those things where it's it's, it's amazing to watch and just it's super happy for super happy for those guys, super happy for the school, happy for John Wildhack and and obviously uh, with the bowl game coming up, the way that Syracuse basketball, men's basketball, women's basketball is playing, I think the athletic pro uh, departments in a in a good spot with women's lacrosse, how good they are every single year. Um, I think it's in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get your boy on at some point to celebrate the the title. But uh, also the 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 dome watching it during the basketball game because it was going on during the Mammoth game. The yeah. videos of that on Twitter were were pretty cool. Sick man, Sick. like everyone just freaking out. You know what I'm gonna ask right now? You you mentioning soccer? How hot it is in the streets and PKs? So the goalie just guesses what side it's going to go to, right? Isn't that the thing? Basically, yeah. It's yeah, it's unbelievable. Swider's saying no. Oh, you're saying yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Adam's nodding his head yes, too. So this could just be the most naive take ever. But what if they just kicked it down the middle every time? You know you what I mean? You save it with your feet, usually. You try to save it with your feet. Well, what if you just kicked it high? <laughs> Dead straight. <laughs> You don't even hey, like what about that? Out of the way. There, there were, I think it was our captain. He went in the PKs and he hit the top, came right back down to win. Yeah, in. It came down. Yeah, that was unreal. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, it's just how the ball bounces. But I don't know any any soccer experts that that listen maybe answer that question for me. That could be the dumbest thing ever. It probably is, but I don't know. I always think that I'm like, why don't you guys just kick it right down the middle? The goalie's leaving. You know he is. But, I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, I shouldn't be giving takes about PKs because the Orange obviously executed them perfectly and won literally the national championship. So, yep. yeah, shout out to them. But, um, yeah, I mean, real quick, I want to do a little college basketball check-in around the globe. Have you been able to, to 
check out many games this weekend or not really? Yeah, I, I was I was able to watch a good amount of games. Uh, obviously, uh, I think I'm all the NBA guys t- tell you this, but I, you kind of watch more NBA games. But I'm still checking yeah. with my college teams, watch Syracuse, watch right. watch watch all the big games and everything like that. But you're definitely starting to watch a little bit more NBA games. Mm-hmm. Dude, the NBA right now, any game you turn on, there's just so many good players on the court at all times. It's insane. The, the skill is at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. And also, if you look at the standings, it's like, um, I mean, you guys are, for example, are 11 and 16 right now, which you say that out loud, it sounds like you might be like pretty far back, but everyone just kind of log jammed between like three or like two games over 500 or like a couple games below 500 because like the magic right now. Who are I think they have the second worst record in the league. They've won three in a row, and they have like five legitimately really really good NBA players. So it's like anyone could beat anybody on any good night. Oh, big time, big time! I mean, we're, I think we're only like four or five games back from the sixth seed or something like that. So we're, I mean, yeah, uh, I, yeah. Obviously, we're, we're figuring ourselves out, but at the same time, I think we're 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 in a we're, we're in a good spot. Yeah, you're definitely in a good spot, but. Um, yeah, the only thing I had on the, on college basketball is a question for you, Swider. I don't know if you'll know the answer to this. And uh, Adam and Jake, if you know the answer to this, which you probably won't, you can chime in. But how was the net calculated? Do you know that? Like the net rankings? Well, I think it obviously has a bunch of things calculated. Strength of schedule. It's like analytics, right? Your, yeah. Your, your quality of wins, uh, your analytics, how like your offensive – rating throughout the country, defensive rating, and then obviously your, your record. So I think it's a bunch of things calculated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I never understand the difference between that and like the, uh, yeah, like Sam Houston State was number seven last week. No disrespect for, to the Sam Houston State fans or players that are tuning in, but I mean, come on. Let's see, game results, so that's just win or losses, but then strength of schedule, game location, scoring margin, so uh-huh. that's how much you win or lose by, net offensive and defensive efficiency and then quality of wins and losses which i think is that four tier thing like they use in bracketology um right. like yep. how good your opponent is basically so obviously a million things go into it yeah i don't know i just always see the net rankings in my dumb brain just like can't really comprehend them so i was wondering if if you fellas might have so thank you for that adam i could have just looked it up on google in 10 seconds but um Yes, why do you have anything else on on basketball as a whole? No, nah, man, I'm I'm excited for this week. Obviously, B- big game against mm-hmm. Ontario Clippers, and just looking forward to keep this momentum going, and, and hopefully just playing big minutes soon. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I might fire off a tweet tomorrow, predicting your stat line. How many? How <laughs> many? Uh, like minute minutes are you? What's your expectations in the, in that front? Uh, twenty to twenty two right. minutes. Minutes minute restriction. Twenty to twenty two. Yep. Okay. Um, I would also encourage the listeners to check out the game tomorrow. Not obviously for you, Swider, because all the fans love you. But G League games are just wildly entertaining to watch. Unbelievable. There's like 300 possessions a game. It's on. Un- it's like like breakneck speed. It's like every team is like, all right, you're gonna score 147. Well, we're gonna score 148. Like, yeah. The style of play is awesome. It's it's unreal. I, don't know, I feel like we hit everything, everything that's important. You being a giant celebrity now, you being back on the court. So um, you'll notice in the description of this episode that there's no guests this week. Um, we're kind of planning on doing that. I think it was episode six we did the mailbag. This is episode 13. We're planning every 
I don't know, seven to ten episodes. Just do, do a little check-in on Swider, make him kind of the interview. And maybe not get a guest every single episode. But the reason, the motivation for this week is we are introducing, we're the first podcast in podcasting history of Swider to do a draft. So I love it. The I topic it. for this week's draft, Swider, take it away. Is uh, the best Christmas movies of all time. So the way this draft is going to work is going to be a snake draft. Um, we're going to go Adam with the number one pick, Jake with the number two pick, Patty with the number three pick, and myself with the number four pick. Then I will get two picks in a row. Then it will go back to Patty, then to Jake, then to Adam. We're going to do uh, yeah. the top four Christmas movies that we have, obviously depending on uh, who drafts what. And then from there, we're going to put these uh, these results up on Instagram and Twitter, and, and, and people will get to vote, and, and we'll have a winner that we'll announce next episode. So really yeah. excited really excited for this draft, and I think it's going to be clear who, who wins at the end of the day. Yeah, we'll do a little vote. You can let us know what we missed. I'm sure there's there's like a billion Christmas movies. There's also so many that I haven't seen. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm a little nervous. I was preparing for this. I was like, what, what if I just like completely embarrass myself? But I don't know. Well, Patty, this is... Jared will do worse, worse than me, so... This is uh, your first time you could... This is competition for you since since Syracuse. Since Syracuse, what, what Florida State? Oh, come on. Uh, well... I play in a very important men's league, Swider, that we've recapped on the show. So I don't, I don't really appreciate you taking a shot at the NY Urban League. But, hey, but you're not gonna get any Twitter hate for for how you play in the NY Urban League, though. Oh, I might. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, please engage with the post whenever yep. we post it. Yeah, I beg of you. But uh, yeah, Adam, you're going first. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to rumble. All right, let's see it. So really quick first. Wait, uh, do like the uh, the do 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 do. I'm gonna throw it in. I'm gonna, that's oh, you are. Yeah, yeah. No, keep so, keep uh, that there though. I kind of hit that. So keep that one there. Oh, and you then hit after it. That we can, yeah. Uh, with the very first pick in the 2022 Christmas movie Swider Show draft, Adam Lewis selects Christmas Vacation. Wow. All right. Wow. That's that's that's, that's a fine. That's a, that's a fine pick. I don't That's a nice what, pick. What's your defense? Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. Chevy Chase is a legend, and I've never not laughed watching that movie. And there's a couple other movies that I'm sure we'll get to that I have gotten sick of over the years, and I'll never get sick of Christmas Vacation. Solid number one pick. Yeah, it's fair. I don't really have any rebuttal there. I was ready to like shit on it, but I just can't. Good pick, Al. Sheridan. I've got a question about mine. All right, go ahead. Now, with the second pick, I'm going to take Home Alone. Okay. Do I get to take both of them at once? No, my God, no. No. Okay, and I'm taking Home Alone 2. I'm taking Home Alone 2. You are? (laughs) Taking 2. Wow. That's a good pick. That's actually, that was number one, or number two on my board. Home Alone 2 was number two on your board, Patty. Yeah, it's better than Home Alone. Okay, but it's not a top two Christmas movie. Well, it's my it's my pick. Yeah, it's subjective, Adam. I'm no Rotten Tomatoes here, Adam. (laughs) This is classic podcasting. Yep. Drafting, arguing. (laughs) Wait, am I up? Yep, you're up, Patty. All right. See, this is where 
This is where you have to have strategy involved because my 1-1 one, one is something that I don't think you guys are going to pick. So I think I'm going to forego it and get it either second or third round. If I know Swider like I think I do, there's no way he takes this movie number one. Okay. So I'm going to go with a heavy hitter. I'm going to go the Grinch, Jim Carrey. Wow. Yep. The Jim Carrey version. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You guys see, just I, gave, like, you guys gave me a layup. You guys gave me yeah, a layup. Yeah, see, I know what you're I know what you're gonna take, but that's just so predictable. You got, like I can you guys see this gave right me now. a can, layup. Yeah, go ahead, say it. With the number with the number four pick, I'm taking Elf. Yeah, and I was you guys let that. it slide at number four. You let it slide number four. Funniest, is that funnier than Home Alone though? Oh, two, I mean. oh, it's that's Elf. It's I would pick the number one. I just got great quality for the end of the draft. So I'm yeah. going Elf. And Elf Swider's the one, one that set the order, too. So I feel like there was extra strategy involved there. He knew we were going to not pick Elf 1 through 3. I'm fine with not having Elf. Elf is number one. And with my with my, with the fifth pick of the draft, it's a tough one. I, I can go a lot of different directions. But I'm going to go Polar Express. Polar Express oh. with a great, <laughs> That's a great, great pick. That's great a, second round value. This? How about this, Wire? If you're such a Polar Express fan, what's the name of the main character? Um, Silence. No idea. Tom? Adam, do you know? I do, I've, never, sure, I've yeah. never seen the Polar Express in my life. Name Charlie? Man, that's, that's egregious. He doesn't have a name. Wow. Exactly. So name. I was right. I <laughs> yeah. was right. No, you weren't. You said Tom. All right, Patty, um, with your second round pick. All right, I'm, I'm up. Second round pick. This is actually working out perfectly. Because I don't think you're gonna take my one one still. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep going. Actually, Adam might. I feel like Adam might. But I'm gonna take Home Alone one. Wow. So that's some diversity there. That's no, not... that's not my one one. That's not my one one. So there's some diversity there because the Grinch is like a feel good. Any age could watch it. Home Alone's the same way, but I don't know. That's that's like. I guess it's a comedy. It's I still have the best two picks right now. There's 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 two deals there to, to each movie, so it's kind of broadening their horizons. Yep. Um but yeah. Okay, Sharon is classic. It's so classic. Swire's one of those guys everyone who listens knows a friend that is can just like rattle off movie quotes and like one liners for movies with like you could not see Elf for like twenty years and you'd still know like every line in the movie. Which I'm best. not like one of those guys. I, can, I I always forget what they're saying, so I can't. I don't know. I like Elf. I don't love it. But go Elf's, ahead. A, Elf's a classic. Sheridan. I too think Adam might take mine, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go until my third pick. I have another question. Oh my god. Does, um, Do we have Charlie a Brown Christmas this? count? Yeah, of course. All right, course. lock it in. Second pick. Love All the right. peanuts. Are you sure? Wow, Sheridan. I'm I'm in. You sure? Are you drafting? Drafting? The commissioners came up and announced everyone. All right. This is like drafting. Well, I won't say who. This is like drafting people over Jason Tatum, right now. <laughs> you could say who? Fultz and Lonzo. Yeah, I I meant the teams screwing up. Jake's like those teams. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say the Lakers, but you know, you're wow. kind of pushing yes. You know what, Adam? You just lost your. They're family favorites. <laughs> family favorites. All right. With the second round. Second round, fourth pick, eighth overall, a Christmas story. All right, wow, that's a, solid pick. that's a solid pick. Adam, are you a uh, 
a, a marathon on Christmas Eve, guy? Like, do you do you catch one of those when they play it for twenty four hours straight? So we we go to mass on Christmas Eve and we cook a lot of stuff. So I don't watch of a single minute of TV on Christmas Eve. But mm-hmm. I will turn on movies. Like throughout the last couple of weeks, I've been turning on Freeform and everything just to throw yeah. stuff on at night. No, it absolutely sucks. Now that you mention uh, mass, my family goes to four p.m. mass. Totally. No, it's at yep. No, it's at four twenty-five this year. Eagles Cowboys. Yeah, Eagles. the hell it is. <laughs> that sucks. That's why I like my like... church. Mass is at ten. Yeah, we go uh, on Christmas Eve. Good. Christmas Eve at ten. Come home to the Yule log. That's kind of nice. Christmas Eve, though, Sheridan, you're definitely hitting it hard on the 23rd. Oh. You're probably going to be hungover on Christmas Eve Mass. I'm going to be hungover on Christmas Day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a quick diversion. Hey, Lewis, you have another pick, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I have, I have Wow, that's huge. Third round, first yep. pick. Um, All right. Third round, first pick. I'm going to go with Die Hard. Wow. Uh, Great, great, great quality in the third round. That's a, that's a high quality pick. Is that really a Christmas movie? I don't even know. I've never it seen it. It is. This is the first time it this has ever been it debated. Is. Yeah, I know. That's I. I literally have never seen Die Hard. I just I just know never that people love spewing about how it's like. Oh, is that a Christmas movie? But I don't know. We don't have to do that. Good pick, Adam. Uh, it's set on Christmas Eve, and there's Christmas themes. Is all I'll say. Okay. Um, I like it. I think you should get should definitely watch this, That's this fair. week. All right, wait, okay. real quick, real quick, real quick. Can we do a check in? So, Adam, you have Christmas vacation. Uh, what Christmas story? Die Hard. Sheridan has Charlie Brown and Home Alone Two. That's why do you have Elf and Polar Express? Yep. And I have the Look, Grinch of Home Alone. Last year, like, he's got the worst picks. The right worst. Now. Wow. I, I, I agree. I definitely. All right, you'll see when the fans vote. We'll yeah, see what the fans say. Picks, but like, we'll see yeah. what the fans say. They're I, little I, mean. I, Elf. Anyone? Anyone would pick Elf. All right. All right. We could debate. We could debate after the draft. Yeah, Sheridan, go ahead. Do you have another question? No, I've got. I've got I'm good. I'm. I've got this one on lock. <laughs> I thought Adam might take this one, but um, I'm gonna go with the Miracle on 34th Street, black and white version, 1947. That's a wow. good pick. That's a great. That's a great movie. That's a classic. I didn't expect it to get picked, but uh, yeah. You know what's a fun fact? Guess who lives on? Guess what's on Thirty Fourth Street in New York? Macy's. One Macy's, two Madison Square Garden, three My Apartment. Wow. Legendary that's company right there. <laughs> yeah, Legendary Street. You're gonna get so. like people waiting outside your apartment now for uh, autographs and. Yeah. Yell at you oh, about yeah. picking. Well, that's that's just like my common Wednesday, Adam. That's nothing different. But uh, all right. Who's up? Me? I'm up. Yep, you're up, Patty. Th- thir- third round pick. All right, I'm going a little. This might lose me the draft. But actually, no. I'm going to go with my one-one right here. I'm going to stop being cocky. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. I was waiting. I was yeah. going to go. I think that's. I, gonna I think that's hands one. down. Yeah, I think that's hands down the best Christmas movie. That's okay. not the one that's going to lose me my, the draft. The next one probably will. I was targeting but it's, that. It's near and dear to my heart. Um, it's a wonderful life. Great movie. Actually, it's kind of a fraudulent pick because I had never seen it until two years ago. But, uh, yeah, I've watched it the last two years. So I'm going to watch it this year. 
it's barely it's a kid's movie though like it's it, a kid can watch it but you don't really understand no, yeah. it until like late high school college i right. would say so that's fine maybe waited yeah um yeah i love that movie so much so that's my third round pick i like my board right now a lot but swire you go ahead all right so you guys might give me a little hate for this one but it, it's my theme I'm just going to stick to the theme of doing what I do. I'm going to go Daddy's Home 2. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. With my third round oh pick. Wow. like that one. Wow. That wouldn't have been on my list. Great, you put great quality. Computer great. For two weeks. Wow. Yeah. That would be a great pick if it was the 78th round, I think. Wow. Patty, <laughs> I absolutely agree. You guys haven't, you guys is, haven't watched what it? What even is Daddy's Home 2? I've never heard of that. Never heard of it. You ever seen it? Good movie. No. Good movie. Good movie, right, Sheridan? You seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. I think it's, I think it's great quality for the third round. It's a Will Ferrell movie and Mark Wahlberg, which automatically puts it up up at the top. And this might lose me the draft right here, but for some reason, I like this movie. I think it's already gone, brother. No, no, no. I, I, I've, I have I high think quality. I think Daddy's picks. Home Two brought you back up. Thank you, Sheridan. Thank you, Sheridan. All right, let's hear it. And with my. You guys are you guys are gonna like this pick, but I I like this movie, so it's it's, it's a top Christmas movie for me. With my fourth round pick, I'm going with Fred Claus. Oh, it's no. a good pick. I don't hate that pick. It's it's a good pick. It's better yeah. than Daddy's Home too. Yeah, it's way better than Daddy's Home too. Fred Fred Claus, signed, sealed, delivered. For, fourth well, round sure, pick. Why are you pissed? Were you gonna no, take I have it? A fourth pick now. Oh, I really? have four on my list. That's hilarious. If only you had, you had Google to look up more. Fred Claus. My final pick closing out. So my four is Grinch, Home Alone, It's a Wonderful Life, and... Is this the one that's going to lose it for you? This is I think here. it might. I'm going animated. I'll give it... I'll give it I'm going to go Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. That's a classic. It's a complete classic. Very nostalgic. Okay. I would be lying to you if I didn't say I'm 24 years old and I'll probably watch that this year. Also, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas is very good. Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas is better. The animation's better. I'm almost positive. In the description, I'm almost positive. That's the one where like Donald Duck and his kids go to like yes. the workshop. Yep. Yeah, that's, that one's way better. Yeah, it's so, the best. Yeah, that closed out my board. I, th- I think I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty pleased with my board here. So... Um, Who's up? Sheridan's up, right? Got lost in the snake. I'm gonna round off my four with uh, trying to think of which one. There's three of them. I'm probably gonna go with another number two movie of the of the franchise. I'm gonna go with Santa Claus Two with Tim Allen. All right. Okay. Not a bad pick. There's a lot of second sequels being picked today not, not a not a great pick not a bad pick great pick no. but not a bad pick mediocre fourth round value yeah so this is the final <laughs> pick in the draft patty gave me an this idea is, to go animated is. because i didn't go animated yet um and this is the greatest animated special of all time in my eyes it's a classic it started specials if you know what years they were released this is one of the first ones i'm gonna go with the grinch the classic 1966 version Alright. I think it's called How the Grinch Stole Christmas, actually. I like that. I like that pick. Yeah, it's not bad. Classic animated. I was trying to think of what the Heat Miser one was called. Couldn't think of it. 
Uh, it's yeah. the year without a Santa Claus. But that I thought that, pick, that was on my board. That's a good one, Adam. That's a solid pick. But I mean, I already took the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, the 2003 version. Well, it's, that's that's the better you version. At, so I'm building a team, right? And I have. I thought you were gonna. I I was actually nervous. I thought you were gonna snatch the the draft out of my hands with taking the year without a Santa Claus. And then you went to Grinch, but that's fine. So you think you won? Oh yeah, I think I definitely did. But I don't know. I mean, the Grinch anime—it's—it's it's not bad. But it's I not needed great. I needed an animated film to add to my lineup four because I can't go with three yeah. straight. I would I would I would say like the Grinch that I took. It's like all right, let's get eighty-eight Jordan or ninety-one <laughs> Jordan, and you got like Wizards Jordan, which still a great player. Wizards but like Jordan? not 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 once it what he was. Yeah. You don't think the Grinch, 66 Grinch, won a championship? You don't think? <laughs> I don't know. This is really getting into, like, the classic podcasting thing here. Because there's no competition for it. It's it's uh, it's one of a kind. <laughs> I'd say right, Swiner's well. baseball, Jordan, with his picks. <laughs> he's, wow. he's the first retirement. Hey, we'll, we'll let the fans decide on that one. But yeah, I, that's uh... true. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get a graphic going. But I feel like that was... I'd... That was... But that went pretty well. Sheridan, I'm not allowing any transactions. We, the draft is over. Yeah, draft is that, was, over. that was a good segment. I feel like it went well. Um, but yeah, man, no, it's, I thought it was a great draft. Yeah. Um, I, I think I have the best. I think I have the best picks. We'll, we'll see what the fans say, and we'll go from there. But um, this wraps up episode 13 of the Swider Show. I'm uh, really excited to get back out on the court. Patty, thanks for another great episode. Adam, of Jake, thanks for doing what you guys do, and obviously. Uh, Decent picks, decent picks, but uh, <laughs> straps up another episode of the Sweater Show, and uh, can't wait to see you guys yeah. or have you guys back on, on on Thursday and listen to our next episode. Hey, real quick, from us to you, Swider, good luck tomorrow. I might shed a tear seeing you back on the court. So it's been a long road to recovery. We're finally here. Let's go. It's been a long two months, man. It's been a long two months, but but yeah, man, excited to get back out there. All right, fellas. Yep. yep. Thanks for tuning in. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, Show at gmail.com and of course if you haven't already make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week cool swider show with patty casey is presented by blue wire podcast and our executive producer is adam lewis swider show was created by cole swider patty casey and producer adam lewis all rights reserved thank you guys we'll see you next week